From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. Now, on this special edition of the Straight Truth Podcast, we will revisit some excerpts from some of the most popular topics we've discussed with Dr. Richard Caldwell. Now, if you'd like to hear a full version of any one of these topics, we'll include links to those episodes in the description below. Now, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to help us continue to produce this podcast, just go to our website, straighttruth.net, and go there and find out how you can help us grow. You can also go to our website and check out all the media that we have there. And we have links there to all of our previous episodes and every topic we've already explored and discussed. You can also find links there to all of our social media channels. So just click on one of those and like and subscribe to that channel. And if you would like to hear any sermon related to these topics, just click on the links below or go to our website and you will find those. Lastly, go to iTunes or the Google Play Store to the podcast section and leave us a good review. So, Pastor, if I'm a single Christian male and I desire to be married or maybe I'm interested in somebody either at college or at church, how would you counsel me to pursue a Christian lady? You don't, you don't compromise what you believe in order to have a relationship with a person. So that's one of the first things I would say. You need to measure uh, any relationship you desire by the standards of Scripture. So... We know, 1 Corinthians 7, that a believer can marry anyone they want only in the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's the standard. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone who knows Jesus Christ, you have fellowship with them. Uh, What fellowship does Christ have with Satan? What Mm -hmm. fellowship does a a believer have with an unbeliever? So right away, my standard is going to be, uh, I'm not going to date someone who doesn't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Second, I've got to understand what's most important even in the marriage relationship. Um, And that is someone who loves God genuinely so that they'll have the capacity to love me. And um, in the same sort of way, I'm gonna love them out of my love for God. So I've told my kids, you know, I have four children, we had four children all in adulthood now. We told them as they were growing up, I, I would say to them, I'm not really praying for someone who will love you, though obviously I want them to love you. I'm praying that you'll find someone who loves the Lord sincerely, mm-hmm. genuinely, because if they love God, they will love you mm-hmm. um, as long as they you know, walk faithfully with Christ. So sometimes I think our young people in our churches, um, they get really caught up on things that are, are secondary in nature yeah. um, instead of thinking about what's primary in nature, yeah. Yeah. someone who's going to love God and I can serve the Lord together with them. I'm not ruling out the idea that you find the person you're going to marry attractive. Sure, of course. <laughs> right? yeah. um, that you have things in common. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing how, how those things change over time anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you marry someone that you think is beautiful. There's no guarantee that our uh, you know, temporal beauty is going to remain. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about 1 Peter 3, where a godly woman is taught to win her husband through her godly behavior mm-hmm. and to set her attention on the imperishable beauty of a gentle Mm -hmm. and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. So even there, a woman is taught to put her attention on internal beauty, spiritual beauty. So if she's to put her attention there, how about the guy who's going to marry her? (laughs) Is his attention there? Mm -hmm. So look for someone who's beautiful in the Lord, for someone who loves Christ and is going to love you. Uh, And don't be so picky. Yeah, yeah. Don't be so picky. (laughs) And and don't, don't, let's look inside the church too. 
Yeah. You know, so, so it's always amazing to me. You've got like 20 singles in the church and they're all praying to find someone to marry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to say, look around the singles room, right? right? I mean, right. they're not married. They're not married. So how about go out with each other mm-hmm. and, and explore that? One, one final thought. Um, I think for that to happen in churches, we've got to sort of, sort of lower the expectations and the pressure also. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the reason why young men and young women don't want to go out with each other in the church is because there's this immediate expectation of marriage. Yeah, yeah. They can't even yeah. get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just lower the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I ask you to coffee, it doesn't mean I want to marry you. <laughs> it means I want to go to coffee. Yeah. And let's get point. to know each other yeah. better. Pastor, I'd like to hear you speak on the topic of Christian singleness. And especially as it relates to sexuality, there, there is often among singles, especially as they get into their adult years, a desire to be in a union with another person. And, um, but there's this struggle that they, that they go through. They're not married yet. They have certain desires. There might be temptations there for them as it relates to sexuality. How would you talk to a Christian single in your congregation, thinking about maybe what Paul says in 1 Corinthians and yeah. in other texts? One of the things that in recent days I've thought about some is I want to encourage young people to think about getting married younger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It seems like adulthood is put off in our culture, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people don't want to grow yeah, up. Perfection. But then in, a, in addition to that, we, we live in a very materialistic culture. And so the idea is, I don't want to get married until I have everything in order. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I not only, you know, I finished college and I'm now established in my profession and my finances are all in order hmm. and and uh, and then I'll add someone to my life. Mm-hmm. And and I would just encourage people to think differently about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord will take care of your needs when it's when when you meet someone who loves the Lord and will love you. Uh, it's okay uh, to get married and grow up together and share life together. Uh, my wife and I were married very young. Uh, I'm not recommending this to everyone, but mm-hmm. I was 19, she was 18 when we were married. Mm-hmm. And here we are now in our 50s and we, we've we grown up together. And what a sweet thing it is, mm-hmm. you know, to have 34 years of marriage. So that's one thought I have. Now in terms of um, our thoughts about singleness, 1 Corinthians 7, Paul makes clear that there's nothing wrong with singleness. Mm-hmm. In fact, given the current circumstances as he was writing 1 Corinthians, um, he almost thought it could be preferable at that moment in the church's history. Mm-hmm. Uh, things were difficult, and so uh, having a family makes persecution and things of that nature more difficult for people. So there's nothing wrong with singleness. The test is, and, and he goes on to recommend marriage in that chapter, mm-hmm. because of sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. So with singleness comes sexual temptation because the only place where God has sanctioned a sexual relationship is in marriage. Mm -hmm. We need to establish that in our thinking because our culture right now doesn't in any way acknowledge that. Sex before marriage is fornication. It's a sin. Uh, Once you're married, any sexual relationship outside that marriage union is adultery Mm -hmm. and it's a sin. So there's only one place where a sexual relationship is a blessing, and a joy, and it's sanctioned by God, and that's the marriage bed. It's, mm-hmm. it's between a man and a woman uh, who are married. Genesis 1, 27, uh, Genesis chapter two, and elsewhere. Th- this is where God has, has blessed the, uh, the sexual relationship. So uh, let's think about things like um, long engagements. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once you know you're going to get married, uh, I encourage 
brief engagements mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a sense in which, and, and we know this to be wrong, if we're Christians and we know the word of God, we know this to be wrong intellectually, but the temptation is there to say, I'm already gonna marry this person. Mm-hmm. We love each other. We know we're gonna be married. We're committed to each other. And that sort of opens the door mm-hmm. um, to, to wrong expressions of affection between these two people. So I would say, um, think about getting married younger. Think about when you know you're going to be married, don't have a long engagement. And understand that any sexual relationship prior to marriage is going to be sin on the side of God. And it's serious. Um, It's amazing how much Old Testament material is devoted to father's instruction to sons Mm -hmm. avoiding sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So the book of Proverbs is full of it. Entire chapters in Proverbs devoted to that. This is also a gospel issue. I would like to say that. Um, And we don't sometimes think about it, but it is. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see those words, do not be deceived. It's Mm -hmm. it's a red light. This is something people are deceived about. Mm -hmm. Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm, yeah. So if that's someone's habitual lifestyle, if that's the pattern of their life, they're giving evidence that they're not in God's kingdom and they will mm. not inherit the kingdom. They don't mm. belong to God's family. I uh, thank God though there's forgiveness even where there's been failure. Yeah. Next verse says, and such mm-hmm. were yes, some of you, right. but you were washed, you were sanctified, yeah. you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So this is a gospel issue. Um, it's also a matter of our sanctification. Brothers, our next question today comes uh, online as well, and this one has to do with marriage. We get a lot of questions actually about marriage, uh, both within our church or maybe outside of our church. It's one of the first things that people think about is they, they think about their marriage when they think about becoming a Christian or or how they should handle themselves in, in relationships. So, so this question, Pastor, has to do with being married to somebody of a different religion. If I'm a Christian, can I marry someone that has a different religion or maybe just a different faith or maybe no religion at all? Maybe they grew up as an unbeliever, didn't have any religion in the household. Or this stuff is foreign to them. Should I marry someone according to the Bible? Yeah. The Bible's clear on the question, but I'd like to take just a step back from, um, you know, is there a verse of scripture that tells me that I can't do that or that I shouldn't do that? And there is, and I'll read that in a moment. But I think, I think the larger question uh, has to do with how we conceive of what it means to be a Christian. Because if I am a Christian, what, what does that mean? It means that Christ now is my life. Mm-hmm. Paul said, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Jesus is my life. Yeah. And so when we think about sharing your life with another person, and if Christ is your life, mm-hmm. then uh, how will it go when you try to share your life with someone and Christ isn't their life. Hmm. I mean, at the, at the most fundamental level, uh, you're going to have problems. But the Bible is clear as to what the standard is. First Corinthians 7, in, in the seventh chapter, Paul is giving uh, God's word counsel about remarriage in the case of widows. Hmm. And in the 39th verse of the seventh chapter, he said this, a wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, and then it says this, only in the Lord, mm. only in the mm. Lord. So God's standard for his people is marriage in the Lord. 
And so we, we were to marry someone who belongs to Christ. And naturally, naturally we ask the question though, I'm, I be, I've become a Christian in an existing marriage, but my spouse is not a Christian. So what do, what do I do? Well, now we're back in 1 Corinthians 7, <clears throat> and the standard is that, that you love them. And as long as the unbeliever is willing to live with you, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that you're a believer and, and not asking you to live um, as if you were not a believer, then you're to remain with them mm-hmm. and you're to, to maintain the marriage and you're to love them. And so that's the standard. This whole question, though, illustrates to me something that we see a lot, I think, as pastors. It's very dangerous, and that is professing believers who ask the question, what's wrong with this? Hmm. Or is there a verse that, that says, I can't do this? Yeah. Instead yeah. of asking, what's right with this? Mm-hmm. And does this positively glorify God? Mm-hmm. Is this what God has designed? Is this what would most please Him? So right away, we've just got to get our minds right and our hearts right. Am I, am I striving for that which I know would please God? Or am I wanting to live as close to the edge of something that, that instinctively I know doesn't please God, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for some verse that, that makes black yeah. and white, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, what's my attitude in the matter? Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information about this podcast, just go to our website, straighttruth.net. And there you can find links to all of our previous episodes, also some other helpful information about these topics. We also have merchandise there for you to purchase if you would like to. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.